as a, a part of uh, Celebration 37 Years. And uh, the reason why we put Servants Day together with anniversary is because it takes a church to make a church. You say, Pastor, I came here Sunday to get that profound message. Yes, it takes a church to make a church. Amen? The word church means assembly, called out ones. We are saved by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we uh, serve the Lord together. And I am so thankful for the servants here at Westside Baptist Church. And as we serve the Lord together, uh, we want to recognize our servants uh, today. We have our new directory we're given out. And in the very back of our directory, it has the various uh, departments and things like that in our church. And uh, what I'd like to do is maybe just go through this and have those that uh, stand uh, together uh, and uh, those that would... Uh, fit under Pastor Nathan's ministry, and Pastor Nathan's ill this morning, so uh, we said uh, for his absence this morning, but this would be all of our in-reach, our fellowship leaders, our mommy and me, our prayer breakfasts, our family camp, our outreach, our missions, our foreign missions, our uh, adult classes, or if you're a Sunday school teacher, the FBI leaders, Stephen Wall. Uh, 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 Stephen Carroll Waterfield, the quilt ministry. So if you're a part of the quilt ministry or part of Camp Northwest, if you would just stand up so we can give you an applause. All those people in those departments, would you just stand up? There's a lot of you out here. So stand up, stand up. Amen. All right. And then all those that are a part of Pastor uh, uh, Dan's ministry, which is technology, which is computers, PowerPoint, sound and video office and uh, web and uh, youth missions, children's church, children's workers, Sunday school children's teachers, kids for truth, shuttle bus and all the nursery workers. Would you all stand up? Let's see all of you. You are bashful this morning, I think. All right. Amen. And then... Uh, uh, the services uh, under Janie Kaminsky, and that's hospitality. That would be the adult choir, song leaders, coordinators, orchestra, ushers, greeters, uh, children's choir, kitchen, uh, prophets chamber, housings and meals, events, uh, welcome center, hosts and hostesses, ushers and greeters, I already said that, guest lunches, if you help with all those things, would you stand up? There we go. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. And then under me, nobody. All right. Great. No, that would actually be everybody in the facility, that uh, uh, building, and everybody that's been a part of the building project, custodial, grounds, vehicle maintenance, building decor, uh, rooms, um, our business ministry, our bookkeepers, our credit card ministry, our bereavement teams, our helping hearts ministry, our helping hands ministry, and church clerk. Would you all stand up? All right. Whew. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Many hands make light work, and there are many, many people here at Westside Baptist Church that serve. And all these uh, departments, I encourage you, that if you would look over this list so you can uh, know who's uh, there to uh, either compliment or to go see if you are interested in becoming a part of, of any of these ministries. As uh, Moses had people around holding up the arms for the battle that took place with Joshua, uh, there are so folks in this church, and I can't say thank you enough, 
for all those who have been involved. Now, this morning, I'm uh, going to just give a, a message, uh, if I could, in the aspect of uh, keys of serving, keys of serving, or keys of continuing serving. Um, you say, how do you serve for 37 years? Uh, do you ever want to quit? What do you think? Uh, how about every week? You know, it's, it's, it's something uh, to continue on. The Bible says, be not weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall faint, we shall reap. <laughs> yeah, we shall faint. <laughs> we shall reap if we faint not. And so often, sometimes in this aspect of serving, it, is, it, it can get tiresome. It can be some, come wearisome. So this morning, I want to talk about some keys of serving. And when I'm thinking about this, uh, I think of retooling or um, getting ready for the move in Irving. Now, you all know that that's a little bit bigger place over there. A little bit bigger place over there. And uh, there are... Uh, if I can just get this out here, there are a few more chairs over there, isn't there? And as there are a few more chairs over there, guess what will be needed over there? People to fill them. And how are those people going to come unless they're invited? Praise the Lord for that. There's a key ministry of, of evangelism and sharing our faith with others. There's also people that greet them, isn't that right? There's also people that usher them into their seats and help them to find the place around it. It's, it might even be able to get lost over there, if you can imagine. Uh, there, there's about 20,000 square foot feet of uh, building over there. So you have your ushers and your greeters. We're even going to have a security team over there uh, to watch out for things that are going on. And, and, and all that. And, and uh, there's two nurseries over there. Can you imagine that? Do you think you need a few more nursery workers? And a choir loft that will hold uh, 30 choir members. And an orchestra pit that will hold 150 up there. And so uh, just putting in a little plug for the orchestra <laughs> this morning. <laughs> My uh, dad worked for General Motors. He was a, uh, a general supervisor for um, uh, the uh, General Motors. And uh, every year, we lived in Owasso, Michigan. And every year, he would go to Detroit for the summer. Uh, does anybody have an idea, if anybody was in the, uh, the motor industry back then, uh, what they would do in the summer, why he would leave his job as a supervisor in uh, Flint, Michigan, and go to the Detroit area. Does anybody know why that would take place in the summer? New auto models, all right, if that's the way to say it. It was called the pilot program. And I remember many times going with my parents as a youngster, and we'd stay in motels or we'd stay in cottages or whatever else, and, uh, and there as my dad would be a part of the retooling process to help get ready for the new models. Now, I think we're all glad that we don't drive around uh, Model Ts anymore. Would you agree with me on that? All right. And so as these workers and as there's expansions and things like that, there'll be people that are be getting involved. And we're going to be 
doing some various things between now and when we move over there that we want you to be a participant in. Uh, Pastor Nathan, if he is well, uh, we're going to be starting a spiritual gifts uh, 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 messages on Wednesday night, possibly even starting this Wednesday night. Now, I have been in involved uh, with uh, talking about be, uh, being spirit-led. Is it important for us to be spirit-led? Absolutely. I just can't say enough of how important it is to be spirit-led. If I ask Bob you to do something, that's just the preacher asking you to do something. Can you say yes or no? Yes. Can you say no? No. <laughs> Sometimes people feel that way. That if my my mic, I I pulled my glasses off, and so somehow it's not going to hang on there very well. But but somehow sometimes people feel like if the pastor asks them to do something, it's almost as if God were asking them to do something. That is not the case. We must be spirit led. Now, if God asks us to do something, can we say yes or no? True. Are the results different? They are. Can I, can I just say, if anything, God has been impressing upon my, my heart of how important it is to be spirit-led. And if God tells us to do something, we better do it. We want God to speak to us. We want God to tell us what to do. And so as we talk about spiritual gifts, there are things that God encourages us to do as born-again believers. And He has a job for us to do. Isn't that not correct? And so God wants to give out. I'll talk a little bit more about that in just a minute. So we're going to have these spiritual gifts uh, uh, lessons on Wednesday night and being spirit-led. Then on, on uh, May 1st, which is next Sunday night. We're having our quarterly, first quarterly business meeting, and we're going to be sharing with you, Lord willing, uh, what are some of the things going to look like over there at the Irving property. We're going to give you some of the ideas of things that we're, we've been kicking around. And so we'll just give you a little insight into that. On May 10th, we're going to be having a new members orientation that's on a Tuesday night at 630, and it'll be in the bulletin uh, and uh You'll uh, get that in a little bit. And then on May 14th, we're going to be having a leadership conference here at our church and talking about this retooling and helping people to understand these, some of these aspects of leadership. So I'm glad for how God has been working, how God's been uh, leading in our, in our lives. And, and uh, God can prompt us in whatever way He wants us to go. We need to listen. And you don't know what that prompting might be. And so if you would, turn in your Bibles right now to Colossians chapter 1. And I want to read this passage and give you a few things this morning. Maybe uh, the keys of serving, it could be the attitude of our service. We don't want to miss the blessing because we are missing the view. And then up there on the screen, you notice who holds the keys. Who holds the keys of our lives? Well, uh, you know, there's a good question there to, to answer. But the picture next to it is Jesus washing his disciples' feet. If I can imagine the creator of the universe washing his disciples' feet. I believe there's a great key just in that picture. Don't you agree? 
It's the attitude that we have. So here in Colossians chapter 1, I want to just read. Paul had never visited this church. When he's writing this letter, he is writing Epaphras, as you'll read it there in verse 7. And, uh, and Paul hears, and Epaphras brings message of this church of Colossians, that it was a good church. Though there were some things that they needed to correct. And just like in every church, we always need to be sensitive to what God would have us to do. Not only in our leadership and what service we ought to do, but in our walk with the Lord. I'm thankful that the Lord spoke to my heart during missions conference in a couple areas in my life. Things that I needed to to look at and to evaluate in my own life. And I've encouraged you as you uh, have uh, prayed about what to do for faith promise for missions. That you have discovered what God wants you to do and you go out and do those things. I'm afraid so often people are just going through life. Things are happening and they're not evaluating what's happening in their lives. So Paul has a real heart for this church even though he had not visited because of his fellow prisoner Epaphras. And so we begin reading in verse 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ. What's those next words say there? By the will of God. You know, we talk about the call of a pastor. And I am thankful that at the age of 16, God called me into the ministry. I said I'd be willing to do whatever God wants. God has a call on every person's life here. And Timothy, our brother, to the saints and faithful brethren. Oh, thank the Lord for faithful brethren. That word is becoming a a word of uh, antiquity today. Faithful brethren in Christ, which are at Colossia. Grace be unto you. That's God's divine enablement. And uh, peace from God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Boy, thank the Lord for His amazing peace. We give thanks uh, to God. You know, this book has uh, thanksgiving given in every one of the chapters. And it talks about thanksgiving. And Paul is thankful for them. Just like my heart has gratitude. You know, it took work to put this book together. Would you not agree? I mean, this is, this is almost like a, uh, it needs to have a Barnes & Noble bookshelf uh, place for it. With all of the things and all the, the good-looking people in here and the rest of you uh, that are in there as well. Uh, I... We give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. Do you think Paul understood the importance of prayer? Do you think he understood the battle that was out there? He was in prison. He knew the persecution. He knew what Christians were facing. He knew not only of the persecution that was uh, was out there, but he also knew about those that were trying to creep into the churches to create uh, the wrong doctrines. 
There were the Judaizers and, you know, don't touch, don't taste, those kinds of things. There was also the Gnostics who had the wrong view uh, of Christ. And so Colossians is trying to correct these these heirs that's coming in. And Paul, in this message, is he's given thanks for them. But he said, listen, I'm praying for you. And he's, he's going to give this great model prayer that uh, is found a little bit uh, later in this chapter. We'll read it in just a moment. He says, uh, praying always for you. We need to be praying for one another. Those that pick up the the armor of God and, and go forward to serve the Lord, there's battles out there. He says, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love which you have to all the saints. You see this man, this church had faith. They had love for their brothers and sisters. They had hope that was uh, because they knew where they were going to spend eternity. And by the way, the word hope is the word for confident expectation. Confident expectation. Do you have confident expectation that you're going to spend eternity in heaven? Yes or no? That's a simple question. There's no in-between. Confident expectation. He says, For the hope laid up for you in heaven, whereof ye heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel, the good news. Jesus died on the cross. He is buried. He rose again. Which is come unto you as it is in all the world and bringeth forth fruit as it doth also in you since the day ye heard of it and knew the grace of God in truth. As ye also learned, excuse me, as... Ye also learned of Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is for you a faithful minister, faithful minister of Christ, who also declared unto us your love in the Spirit. I believe Epaphras had come to visit Paul there in prison and possibly even picked up this letter and delivered it to the Colossian church. For this cause we do since the day that we heard it. Do not cease to pray for you and to desire that ye might be filled. Now listen to this prayer. With the knowledge of his what? Ah, to be filled with the knowledge of his will. You know, if I could say this as your pastor, I want you to know what God wants for your life. And Paul's praying that for this Colossian church. And in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. It's not a party. There's things here that we need to understand. There are things that are going on in this world. We cannot be uh, blind in our walk. That you might walk worthy of the Lord. Unto all pleasing, being well pleasing to Him. Understand why we're here being fruitful in every good work and increase in the knowledge of God. Strengthen with all might according to his glorious power unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints of life. You know what, folks? God is the one who makes us worthy. God is the one who makes us able 
to get into heaven. Amen. And they're not only the saints of the old, but the saints of present. And we've joined those saints as we become a child of the king. Then I love verse 13. Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness? You know, there's no other reason to serve the Lord but to understand that you have been delivered from the power of darkness. That's Satan's domain. We have changed families. We have changed camps. We have changed allegiances. And hath translated us. That word there is he has taken us and he has picked us up out of this miry pit of this worldly destruction and he has brought us into his kingdom translated us into the kingdom of his dear son we belong to a new kingdom amen to that thank the lord in whom we have redemption we've been purchased through what through what his blood any other way there's no other way to have forgiveness of your sins but then the shedding of blood Even the forgiveness of sins. Thank you, Lord, for this amazing truth in this passage. So let's look at this real quickly. This morning I've got a lot of verses to go over, and uh, we'll see if this is going to work. I don't know if we've had a lot. There you go. Maybe it just got to bounce it off of Kenny's head back there. I think that's what it must be, Kenny. And all. All right. The keys of, of serving. And, and it comes in here if you've been born again. Now, because I, I, I brought this passage out and talked a little bit about this as laying some groundworks for our motivation and understanding that serving doesn't get us into heaven. Because it's so easy for us to think that by our good works we're going to get into heaven. But no, serving is a part of, of our uh, love in exchange and giving it back to the Lord for what He has done for us. But here, the keys of helping. This is an attitude. This is an attitude that we need to have. And I thank the Lord for folks here at Westside Baptist Church, even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered to. Jesus Christ didn't come to this world to be served. He came to minister. He came to serve. He gave His life a ransom for many. That is the attitude of which God wants us to have. May God help us with that attitude and help us to stimulate others to discover that, to to provoke unto love and to good works. We need to encourage others that there's a great joy and there's a great attitude here of serving uh, the Lord. And God has gifted, gifted us. And here in this passage, Romans chapter 12, the print is very small up there, but you know, Uh, How that in the church, the composition of the church, that he has brought in members in the body. And members have not the same office. They don't have the same spiritual gifts. They differ according to the the divine enablement that's been given to us. There could be prophecies. There can be uh, 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 ministries waiting on other people. uh, uh, Teaching, exhortation, giving. Uh, 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 administration uh, uh, mercies and you know about these different spiritual gifts and God has brought into the church people to be a part of the church as as we function together as the body of Christ in Second uh, Corinthians four seven He's taken this these the treasure of salvation the treasure of God lives in us as earthen vessels. Uh, for the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. So we can serve God in His strength and His ability. 
In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 16, he makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Amen to that. A healthy church is everyone becoming a part of that church and doing what God has equipped them to do. Amen. Now, sometimes we can do other things that we're not supposed to do. That's why I said, Bob, if God doesn't want you to do it, say no. But whether the pastor asks or not, if God asks us to do something, we need to go out there and do those things. Amen to that. All right, so God's given me my lot in life, and I get to, I get to carry it along, and that's not too hard. And I'm looking for a strapping, strong person. Uh, Mike, you're you're strong, but you're t- Norm. You're strong enough, I think. You look a little puny today, but why don't you come up here and help me a little bit? Let me just show you a couple things here. You know, as as I come, you know, and I'm carrying this load and everything, and Norm, why don't you come and help me carry this load? Would you mind doing that? All right. Wow. He's lightened my load. Amen. I wish you could fix my earpiece, too. All right. Now, yeah, it's super good. Now, oh, Norm, Norm, you're not done. Now, pick me up. Ah, can't do it. Guess what? Sometimes we as people can be dead weight. Now, uh, uh, Brother Joe, why don't you come up here? There are times in our church where we have people that come into our church. Come on up here. You sit down. Okay. He says, I don't mind that. (laughs) Sometimes our load gets heavy and everything. But I bet you Norman and I can pick up Joe. What do you think? You think so? All right, use your legs. Make sure you're like, all right. Yeah. He only weighs 250 pounds, but that's all right. Thank you. Thank you, gentlemen. Sometimes we come along and help people on their journey. And we want to do that. But you know what can happen if we have to carry other people's loads? You get tired. You can wear out. So make sure that what's on your plate is what God wants on your plate. Get me what I'm saying? You can say yes. You can say no. We don't want to serve the Lord in guilt. That's not the right attitude. Well, I better, I better go out there and do something. No, that's not what we want. We want people to be spirit-led in this church. And I believe God has some amazing ministries down the road for Westside Baptist Church. We need to be spirit-led. Sometimes we have to come along and help carry that load. I, I was thinking the other day, uh, my, my daughter and uh, son-in-law flew back to Virginia. It was such a wonderful time to have them with us and everything. And we're getting up uh, and getting ready to take them to the airport in Portland. We had to leave. We're trying to get everything done by 7 o'clock. But you know when you have a little infant, it takes a little bit longer to get things ready. And so everybody's kind of rushing around and doing this and everything like that. Well, guess who's the first one that gets dressed and ready for the day? I was. Yeah, the baby was. No, the baby wasn't. No. I was. And so, and so as we're trying to get everything, get them packed and all this and trying to make sure we're getting to the, the airport on time and stuff like that, uh, I, I said, hey, listen, I, I, I'll go in there and, f- and fix breakfast. 
because I was hungry. You know, I wasn't going to spend the whole day and go go hell. And so I and I go in there and I get the eggs and boy, I, I it was a good breakfast. It was a great breakfast. But listen to me. Listen to me. There's two thoughts that came into my mind. There's two thoughts that came into my mind. The first thought. Yes. The carnal thought. This is my reward for getting ready early. Carnal thought. Right or wrong. We can always, yeah, it's wrong. It's, it is wrong. Or we can say, Lord, thank you for getting me ready so that I can be a blessing to someone else. Which one do you think I settled on? Come back next Sunday night and I'll, I'll let you know. The jury is still out on that one. <laughs> You know, we go through these things. We examine these things. And oh, listen, we grow together. Can I encourage you on that? I am thankful for the servants here. But I know that as we move on in our new building and everything like that, uh, just coming along. And there's so many ways that we can come alongside and, and, and take care of these things uh, properly. Let me just give you some more verses. We need to move on. And this is, this is a story about the man who thought of himself, you know, and he left God out of his life. And he just wanted to build his own barns. And he was all about his own things and his own agenda, his own treasures. And God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required thee, then whose shall those things be which thou hast provided? So is he that layeth up treasures for himself and is not rich towards God. You know, God gives us so much in our salvation. God gives us so much in our Giftedness. May God help us in that. Then the keys of hearkening, and that's listening. And I've already talked about this a little bit, so I'm going to kind of rush through these things and just pay attention, though. Uh, But whosoever hearkeneth unto me shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from fear of evil. Pay attention. Listen. What God has. This is what was so important in this missions conference. We say, Lord, what do you want us to do in faith promise? What do you want us to do in our service for the Lord? What do you want us to do in our lives and where we are in this station of our lives? Is it important to listen to God? And if he tells us what to do, we need to make sure we do it. Disobedience is as the sin of witchcraft. Just think about it. I mean, we think of it as no big deal. It's important for us to take time, take quiet time. And God's been impressing on my heart to have silent time in my prayer that God would just speak to my heart and show me what he has for me to do. Abraham got up early in the morning and listened to the Lord. Moses was brought before the Lord. This week I was reading about the young prophet that uh, visited Jeroboam. And uh, Jeroboam was going to offer strange uh, offerings. And, and the prophet says that's the wrong thing to do. And Jeroboam got stretched out his hand and he came up with leprosy. And uh, the prophet left. Uh, Jeroboam was healed. Uh, Jeroboam said to the young prophet, he says, listen, you should stay and have a meal with me. Remember what the young prophet said? He says, no, I got to get home. As he went down his, on, on the journey, he came upon an old prophet. And the old prophet says, hey, you come home and have a meal with me. Remember what the young prophet said? He says, no, I got to get home. God told me, finish my business and go home. Remember what the old prophet said to him? 
He says, listen, God talked to me and said, you come home and have dinner with me. What did the young prophet do? He went home and had dinner with the old prophet. And as he was there with the old prophet, the old prophet got a word from God. And God says, you've been disobedient and you're going to die. He left the old prophet. And what happened to him? He was killed by a lion. It is important for us to listen and to follow whatever God has for us. Now, therefore, hearken unto me, O ye children, for blessed are they that keep my ways. Then the Spirit saith unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to his chariot. That's the story of the Ethiopian eunuch. Philip went and joined in the Ethiopian unit, accepted the Lord as a Savior. Can God tell us to go witness to somebody? Yes or no? Can God tell us to do this or that? Yes or no? We need to listen and look to what God has for us to do for His glory. Then the keys of our heart, and of course we understand this. Uh, What does the Lord require of us? And that we walk in His ways and we love Him and serve the Lord thy God with all your heart and with all your soul. It's easy after some time of doing something to just go through the motions A congregation, let's not go through the motion. Let's keep our heart in the ministry of serving the Lord. Joshua 24, 15. uh, Joshua, as he's getting ready to die, he says, If it seems evil to serve the Lord, then choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods of your father or whether uh, 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 the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Do you know a good thing to go away from this service saying, we will serve the Lord. I will do what God wants me to do. I want to encourage you. We are going to stand before him someday and give an account of our lives. Ephesians uh, chapter uh, 6, it it says, uh, not with eye servants as man pleasers, but servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, with good will do service as to the Lord and not to men. Colossians three twenty three. Whosoever of ye do it, do it heartily as or excuse me, whatsoever ye do, do it heartily unto the Lord and not unto men. Oh my, put your heart into it. Sometimes I know, I know, I've been, I've been accused of. Uh, blowing my trumpet just a little too loud. I, I, I have to be honest with you, I got a little carried away. Especially, Gary, when you in the back started doing the melody and everything, I said, well, this is good stuff. Put our hearts into it. Put our hearts into it. I got to go to church. I got to work in the nursery. We got to stop that. All you're doing is tormenting your soul. Stop. Say, Lord, I get to serve you. Do you think there's times that I wake up on Sunday morning? Oh, man, I got to go to church and preach. Yeah, stop. Because God could say, all right, I'll make it so you don't have to preach. Days are running out. Serve the Lord heartily. 
Oh, understand the rewards of our service uh, here. And I understand that the, uh, the Old Testament, it, it gives more of, of, of an external rewards as it talks about these things here and talking about going out and doing and putting Him first. And it talks about none of these diseases coming upon you there in Exodus 15. And then in Deuteronomy, uh, again, these are external things in which I believe in the New Testament it's more of the internal rewards that we're going to be seeing. But in Deuteronomy, it says, uh, It shall come to pass, if ye shall hearken diligently unto my commandments, which I command you this day, to love the Lord your God, and to serve Him with all your heart, with all your soul, that I will give you the rain unto your land in the due season. If I were to look at that today in my own self, and everything, to understand the showers of blessing that come upon our soul as we put God first. The first rains and the latter rains, uh, that you might gather in the fruit and uh, in, in the joy of serving. I hope we don't lose sight of that as we go out there and serve. And again, Deuteronomy, another passage in that. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 4, the soul uh, of the sluggard desirous and hath nothing but the soul of the diligent shall be made what? Y'all say that. It's not a dirty word. Good. All right. <laughs> I used to joke that that was my life verse. So, uh, anyways. You all know these verses. That's why I'm running through them. Don't lay up our treasures here. The break through the thieves and the stealing and the corruption and all those things. But lay up for yourself treasures in heaven where there's not uh, moth nor rust doth corrupt. And where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. I wonder if the Old Testament, those external blessings that came from their obedience, that in the New Testament, God gives greater emphasis on those external blessings, but they're in eternity stored there for the time when we get in to be with the Lord in heaven. Ah, just a few more verses. If any man serve me, let him follow me. And where I am there shall also my servants be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. First Corinthians fifteen fifty eight. Therefore, my beloved brethren, by the way, this is the conclusion of uh, chapter 15. This is the last verse of 15. What is chapter 15 all about? First Corinthians 15, what's it all about? It's about the uh, the resurrection. It's about the resurrection. It's all about the resurrection. He says if there's no resurrection, then everything we do is worthless. Our preaching is worthless. But he says because there's a resurrection, because we're going to stand before God someday, he says the conclusion of all this, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable. I'm going to tell you something. It's so easy to quit. It's so easy to give up. It's so easy to get tired. But he says, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know, your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Amen and amen. Let me just conclude with a few more verses. And that is the keys of happiness. I believe, as Jesus said to his disciples after he washed their feet, he says, if you know these things, if you know how to wash people's feet... And you go out and you do with them. Happy are you. It's a blessing to serve. It is more blessed to give than to. 
you know what, can I just encourage, and, and sometimes I get tired and you all get tired and things like that. Serve the Lord with what? Gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Uh, you know, that's what's encouraging about Sunday morning and coming together. As Daniel said this morning, man, we get to be encouraged by our brothers and sisters. Sunday night, maybe the same aspect. Wednesday night, I'm going to tell you something. Wednesday night is just like a battery recharger, isn't it? As you come and you get with your brothers and your sisters again and we get to sing uh, and, uh, and, and, and rejoice in the Lord. If they obey and serve Him, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasure. Of course, that is in the Old Testament. But I believe happy are we if we know how to serve the Lord. Matthew seven twenty four. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken unto him a wise man that built his house upon a rock. Is there wisdom in following Jesus? Amen and amen. Remember what the beginning I said? I read that uh, prayer of, of uh, Paul to the Colossians. He says, I pray that you'll grow in spiritual understanding. What keeps us down so often is there's so much of us inside of us. And it deceives us of what really the joys of the Lord is. Colossians 2.9 says, but as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither entered in the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who love him. Father, I pray as we've had this time together. It is my prayer that, Lord, in, in the, the multitude of the verses, that your word would be powerful now and speak to us and help us to discover what it is that you would have for us to follow you in. I pray for this congregation that we will be spirit-led. Help us, Lord, in the ministries, the things that we do. Help us not to, to tax ourselves beyond what you've given us the abilities to do. When you gave five talents to that one person, you get, expected them to, to use all five talents. When you gave two talents to that person, you expected them to use all two talents. You didn't expect them to use five talents. And 100% of what you've given to us, Lord, help us to be faithful with, to be good stewards. You said, moreover, it is required in stewards that they be found faithful. Help us to be faithful for what you put in our hands. The times in our lives, the, the journey that we're on together, the church that you've given to us, the responsibilities, Lord. And many times I have felt overwhelmed, and I know our staff has felt overwhelmed in this transitional time, and how we need to pray for one another, how we need to pray that, Lord, that you will lead us and guide us and help us in every aspect. Thank you for 37 years of, of this church, but, Lord, you're opening up some amazing opportunities to come down the road. Help us to discover what it is that you have for us. And so with heads bowed and eyes closed, the invitation is very quickly this. I have a, a chair up here representing maybe your life. Who holds the keys? It's a good question. If you hold the keys, I'm going to tell you something, my friend. It's going to be a tragic life. If you let God hold the keys to your life, He will unlock the treasures of heaven for your soul. 
Oh, I'm not preaching a health and name it and claim it prosperity gospel. Yes, in the Old Testament, we saw that prosperity. But I'm going to tell you, happy are you, blessed are you, if you know and understand to be a servant. But I also understand that sometimes a servant has a hard time saying no to some of the choices that are out there. And I want to encourage you. Find what God has for your life and say yes to it. And don't be under pressure thinking I've got to do something that God doesn't want me to do. You find what God wants you to do. Then let Him be the master and hold the keys to unlock your future. And if this morning you don't know Jesus as your Savior, why don't you come to Him this morning and put your faith in Him? To be translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. What a treasure. How could we but not serve Him with gratefulness in our heart and thanksgiving? Let's get rid of ourself. They said there's two choices on this shelf. Serving God or serving self. Maybe we should stop and listen and look and ponder. Maybe we should take those moments and look and examine what's going on in our lives and say, Lord... You holding the keys. Oh yes, some of the doors are locked that we would have wanted to go. But oh, how thankful we are that He locked that door. It sends us in another direction. Disappointments can be God's appointments. So right now, why don't you ask God, are we following? Are you following? Are you doing what you want? Why don't you just write, God, I'm willing to do whatever you want. Father, I praise you for this morning's message. And how you've, you've encouraged my heart to help our congregation to understand maybe some of these aspects of weariness. But to be encouraged and to find maybe the attitude that might be missing in our soul. And all oh, the joy of serving you. And Lord, if there's any here that need to make some decisions, I pray they will. And if there's people that need to get saved today, oh Lord, help them not to leave before they make those right decisions. Maybe there's folks that need to join the church. Maybe there's folks that need to jump into the leadership. Maybe there's folks that need to sign up for things. But, Lord, I pray that you'll help them to discover what you would have them to do, the way you'd have them to do it. Help us to make sure we're listening to your voice and not be guilty of the wrong voices. Those wrong voices can be our flesh, biggest voice that speaks in our soul that tries to discourage us from what you'd have for us to do. Help us to hear what you have for us to do. In Jesus' name.